With the second coming of the World War, many eyes would prison Europe turn hopefully a desperate towards the freedom of the Americas. Lisbon became the great embankment point, but everybody could get to Lisbon direct not everybody could get to Lisbon directly. And so the torturous roundabout refugees trail sprang up, Paris to Marseille, across the Mediterranean to Iran and Algeria. Then by train or auto by foot to the rim of Africa to Casablanca and free French Morocco. Here, fortunate ones through money or influence or luck might obtain exit visas and scurry to Lisbon and from Lisbon to the New World. But others wait in Casablanca and wait. Which is basically like cozy and wait. And wait. Welcome to the Movie Theater Time Machine Podcast. I'm your announcer, Max, and we have your host, Kaz and Nick. And every week here is Saturday, and well, we had a time machine, but apparently it's getting fixed now. Yeah. When we have this time, 1942, Casablanca, starring Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman. All right, guys, take it away. Can I go play with the dogs now, Kaz? Yeah, yeah, go okay, play goodbye. with the dogs. Uh, you might have noticed the difference in the sound quality. Yeah. Uh, we have to record this on an iPhone. Yeah. Um, yeah, loyal people who are listening to us for quite a while. Um, the 59 Our Media... slaves. Yeah. <laughs> the 59 Media Studio um, is being moved this week, so... Um, we've actually had the pleasure of being hosted in the Lady kitchen here. of my sister and my brother-in-law. So we have Charlie and Lyd here. Hello. Say hello. hello. Hi. They say hello. So. And there's some dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and Emily. Emily's yeah. a parrot. Oh yeah, yeah. So- She's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hear bells and whistles, uh, yeah. You that's know why? Her and totally. That's the bitch. <laughs> totally not our technology. Yeah. So, today we review probably one of the greatest movies of all time, and I got my fedora for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is uh, Casablanca, starring Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman, uh, Peter Lorre, and then a few other people. Conrad Veidt. Yeah, and Conrad Veidt, too, yeah. Paul Henry. Paul Henry, yeah. Did you hear my sister Lid's favorite movie? Yes. Of all time. Of all time. So we have, we're going to have quite a bit of interesting trivia, so um, hopefully we have our usual jokes, and this episode's probably best to be uh, listened to with headphones on. Uh, We don't know how we're going to come out, hopefully we come out okay, and that's Clyde. Hi Clyde! um, (laughs) He's fine! (laughs) <laughs> he's a he's a big old yeah. dog. So next week when we're back in uh, back in Fifty Nine Media Studios, um, we'll have a whole new setup. And um, hey, our, our time machine's actually close to fixed. Yep, but we didn't want to take a chance this week because. Yeah. Um, well, you know, World War Two, and then history could get all screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you can't kill Hitler, even baby Hitler, because he's protected by a force field by of magical leprechauns <laughs> who are also time cops. And yeah, yeah just and don't we also fit. Yeah. So it'll be fixed. We tied Bob yeah. up, so he yeah. can't do anything like that. Yeah, he's back for his birthday, and we'll bring oh. you. Yeah. Happy birthday! Yeah, we'll bring you there, and everybody tweet at uh, MTTM Bob. And uh, tell him happy birthday for here because he is back, and we'll bring you excerpts of how he came back in another episode. 
So, um, why don't we start with the movie? Yes. And, uh, oh God. You have the tiara. You want to go? Yeah. I, where do you want to start? All right. I'll uh, start here. So, Should we'll start with some of the, the summary. Plot? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, why don't you summarize it? Uh, how do you summarize Casablanca? Yeah. Um, it's it's a piece of Americana. Yeah. It um, one so, of the interesting tidbits to me that I found most interesting was the day after D Day, so on December eighth. Yeah. Um, a writer at Warner Brothers came across the script called Everybody Comes to Ricks, and it was originally a play. Yeah. And um, it talked about you know the World War, and it talked about um, it, it was just a piece of history that they thought it was timely. It was important, and Warner Brothers was one of the biggest studios to do uh, war right. and patriotic films. Yeah. So they started writing um, the, the screen adaptation, and they ended up calling it Casablanca. Yeah. So. And I found it interesting that they set it in December 40, 1941. Yeah. Yeah. Just before D-Day and just before everything started to yeah. fall, because it was still the you know still listed as the free you know the the neutral country. Right. Well, there's actually a piece so. in Casablanca where they um, where yeah. France becomes occupied by the Nazis. Right. And that's where yeah. uh, where. And, um, yeah. Elsa and Rick flee. Yeah, and we're gonna yeah, and we're gonna get into that point. So I mean, we'll start at the beginning. We'll walk our way through it, and this is really a simple one. So, um, you know, run with it. It should be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, so D Day that was when December seventh, nineteen forty one. Yeah. And the is that when the Nazis came in, or I thought that was a. In, no, that's when the U.S. That. That's when the U.S. got involved. Oh, okay. And uh, started to get involved there, but didn't get involved in Europe yet. But got more involved in Asia first. But that'll be another you know point we'll get there. So, December nineteen forty one, you have an American expatriate, Rick Blaine, who is not related to David Blaine in any way. <laughs> thank God. Um, he owns an upscale nightclub in Casablanca and a gambling den known as Rick's American, like Rick's Cafe American. American. Yeah. Something like that. And, American. Uh, American. Oh. Okay. Um, he attracts a variety of different clients. Every, you know, he it comes across that he's a real like neutral in every possible way. They and even it, say that. Yeah, and that's a part of his character. Yeah, he's for Rick. Yeah, okay. yeah. He's the only cause he cares about. Right. Yeah, yeah. And like a recurring line, I stick my neck out for nobody. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like you know, the first time I saw this movie, I'm like, okay, that. Do you think like back when you've probably seen this? Uh, who, At least 150 times. Okay. Crap. <laughs> so back yeah, when you problem. first saw this, or one of the first times, like when you first heard that line, was that really big foreshadowing to you, or? Um, it's hard to say because I have seen it so many times and and ruminated over so many plot, you know, yeah. twists. But I have to say. I understood his cynicism. It sounded like somebody who was just burnt one too many times, and yeah. he was done. So and yeah, and we'll we'll get with what we um, what else we have to this. So it's like refugees desperate. They're still wanting to reach neutral United States, and there's others that prey on them. Everybody's here, you know. The Germans, the French, the 
Czechoslovakians. Czechs, yeah, everybody. It's you like know. a Czechs mix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody comes through there. Although Rick professes to still be neutral, he ran guns to Ethiopia during the war with Italy. He fought on the loyalist side. And yeah, maybe yeah, your what point. Yeah, was the whole Ethiopia thing? They just yeah. said run, ran guns to Ethiopia. I, I assume that yeah. was a good thing. I have no idea what happened yeah. in Ethiopia. That I don't know enough yeah. of world history to speak yeah. intelligently I on. I think Italy, uh, Italy uh, owned at the time it was an Italian colony, and they were uh. trying to get free from it. I think, um, but um, so it's like, yeah, maybe to your point, you know, he did. He they said he fought on the losing side a lot of things. He was know? always on the underdog side. Yeah. So yeah. So Is there's there such thing as an over cat. I wanted to know that. <laughs> I would see where you're going there. Yeah. So, you're so uh, there's a petty crook, Ugart, uh, who is played by Peter Lore, who every Ugarte. time. Ugarte. Yeah, Ugarte, okay. Yeah. Uh, he boasts to Rick that he has letters of transit and he murdered two German couriers. You know, a dog named Napoleon and Daffy Duck. Right. <laughs> he actually never admitted to the murders, but yeah. uh, Rick always thought of him as a kind of a, you know, scumbag. Mm. for lack of a better term. But when Rick finds out that he's a little bit more devilish, uh, he has a, a newfound respect yeah. for you, Garte. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So the papers allow the barriers to travel freely, you know, who, the barriers who have it, uh, travel freely around German control of Europe and neutral Portugal without being checked. And they're definitely priceless. So these are definitely solid gold. Yes. Right. So they're like, okay, that's great. You know, for people who are stranded in Casablanca, they want to get everywhere. So Ugarde plans to sell them at the club and then ask Rick to hold on them. And then um, we get. Um, a cutaway, and then there's uh, Dooley Wilson who plays Sam singing the song Knock on Wood. Mm-hmm. And which is absolutely such a catchy tune. And it uh, it just puts you right in the atmosphere of the whole club and right in the 1940s. I just think dirty jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on a roll today, I guess. Yeah. So we're also introduced to uh, Ferrari, who is uh, not a car. Yeah, <laughs> the big fat dude. Yeah, with we're the fez. Yeah, yeah, he's a great fez. Yeah, yes. he, yeah. You know he, you know he's important because he wears a fez. But he's not and, sexy like the eleventh doctor. Sorry. <laughs> and he owns, uh, he owns the rival club, the Blue Parrot, and he wants to buy. Oh, they rivals. Yeah, they were friendly rivals. Oh, and, that's uh, nice. He wants to buy. Um, he wants to buy Ricks, and I thought this was such a cool scene. Like, well, I'll take Sam from you, and I'll do that. Well, no, he's not for sale either. Yeah, I, and, I thought that was one of my favorite points. That yeah. even way before the civil rights movement, here yeah. you have in this movie where Rick says, "I'm not in the business of buying and selling people." Yeah, but and he was very loyal to his people. He was yeah. loyal to his people, and I think it was a profound statement yeah. way back then. Even I mean. Like I said, it was 20-plus years before the Civil Rights Movement. Right, And yeah. they make, Warner Brothers made a statement about not buying or selling people. Yeah. Whether it was intended or not is pretty profound to me. Yeah, and it was very underhanded, but, you know, Casablanca was, it was a slave, it was a slave area. Mm-hmm. You know, the people, is like, well, don't you realize people are bought and sold? And I didn't and catch life that. Cheap, yeah. Life is cheap, Yeah. Life is cheap in Casablanca. Yeah, I... I didn't catch that the first time, and I watched this again preparing for this episode, and I, I saw that, and I'm like, 
oh my god, like, you know, but he had every single nationality with, you know, Czech people, and he had a whole bunch of different, you know, types. He had a, a Russian guy running the bar. Mm-hmm. Sasha. Yeah, Sasha, yeah. Well, that's where everybody went. That's yeah. That's all in a holding pattern. Yeah, and everybody stayed, everybody's neutral, and... Um, I, I gotta get a Futurama joke out of the way. Good. Remember the neutral planet? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we don't have any strong feelings one way or the other. <laughs> that was a good one, yeah. someone paste Rick's face over one of those neutral guys, that would yeah. be a funny meme or something. That would be good, yeah. So, before Ugarte can meet his contact, he's arrested by the local police, and we are introduced to Captain Louis Renault, who is an unabashed, corrupt Vichy criminal, uh, well, officer, you know. So. I think criminal's a strong word, though, because he's yeah. such a lovable character. I, yeah. I think it's his mustache and hat. <laughs> he's, he's corrupt, but you like he's, him. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's kind I, of like, oh, you know, like buddy Cianci. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the fact that he just he just admitted it that... I, it it or? Maybe. I think it was a he made he did it with such swagger. Yeah. So yeah, yeah he was kind he just, of everybody knew it. Um, he, he was a womanizer to no living ends, and it was he was Cianci. terrible. Yeah, he didn't. Buddy Cianci, he was yeah. Buddy Cianci. Yeah, he, so was, he wasn't ex- a creep. He, he just kind of he was he was. Well, what well, he, was, that girl he was preyed on young vulnerable women. Yeah, yeah. that's so, cool, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, okay, so he is a criminal, but he's a lovable criminal. Yeah, it's a suit, isn't it? And it's the uniform. So the whole this is kind of where the whole movie starts to twist and go forward. Ugarte is arrested. He handed off the papers to Rick. His contact. Didn't they murder him? They shot him in the back. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just it was later on. Yeah, so he trusts Rick. Yeah, it feels like an important. That's yeah. nothing to discuss, I guess. It is, because yeah. here you've got people who... Rick is running an illegal gambling ring right. in the back. He no. knows that yeah. Garte is seedy at best. And no. here you've got the um, <laughs> the um, police, who are, is one of his biggest customers. Yeah. So no. everybody is deceptive, but yeah. yet... Oh, everybody, yeah. There's yeah. a trust between the three lead character three lead male characters before we get to uh yeah victor right um that right, yeah. it's funny like there's a there's an understated trust between the criminals yeah, yeah. that you love true yeah Garte yeah. says that he has lots of friends but rick because rick doesn't like him he trusts him yes yeah yeah hmm it seems yeah, profound, I but i, I yeah. didn't try quite get it but i i kind of get it yeah true i don't know if that makes sense yeah so, um, as we move on here... Rick doesn't want anything, oh. I guess. No. That's exactly it. He doesn't want anything from him, so that's yeah. why he trusts him. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't want anything. He just kind of wants to stay neutral. Just even neutral party. Yeah, even saying here, he's like, oh, I don't do anything anymore. I'm just a simple saloon keeper. Mm-hmm. He's content yeah. to stay in purgatory for a while. Pretty much, yeah. I think, you know... Maybe Rick was a guy who just... He didn't have... He had so much excitement in his life, he was kind of just done. Well, they never yeah. under they never state why he couldn't go back to the United States. Mm. So there's a reason why. He, yeah, yeah, that's kind of yeah. left open. Not so right. much. It didn't sound like it was by his own choice. Right. Yeah, or something. Yeah, there was one line where he says, um, uh, uh, "Renault says it. It's like, oh, did you run off with a senator's wife?" I'd like to think that you killed a man. Yeah. <laughs> 
I like that he said <laughs> he said one other thing, and he said, "Oh, a bit of all three. Yeah, you know, and he just kind of left it at that, and that, that was always a little intriguing to me. Did you squander the church funds? Is the third year looking? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> <He's> cheerful. <laughs> Renault is cheerful. Yeah. And amusing, so that helps with mm-hmm. the. Yeah. True. Yeah, it's funny. He's got a lot of and he's open. And not to be, you know, you yeah. find out in the end why he's 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 got. Yeah. Some moral, deep-seated moral character in there. Yeah, well, we'll get to here. But the um, in the next bit, you know, the reason for Rick's bitterness, his former lover. Uh, oh my God, I cannot say her name without Ilsa. Say- Ilsa, thank you. Because somebody else a problem me because I keep wanting to call her Elsa and I want to let that damn joke go. <laughs> there, I let the one thing <laughs> out there. Fine, okay, good. Air it but, out like a fart. Yeah, <laughs> making the, the airing out gesture. Yeah, just let it go. Just let it out of here. Okay. Should we let out the porn joke? No, later. No. But okay. the um, the um, so Ilsa Lund, who is played by Ingrid Bergman, who she enters the establishment and then see uh, she's with her husband. And, um, Victor Laszlo. Yeah, and more on Victor Laszlo in a moment, but she sponsor, she uh, sees the piano player and notices it's Sam, and then asks her to play, uh, she asks him to play as time goes by, and I thought this was a really interesting scene. Um, she's doing that, it's like, oh, you know what I want you to play, you know, I don't remember, no, no, ma'am, I don't remember, I thought I'd never see you again. That's just such an awesome song. Well, it's interesting to know, yeah, um, yeah. this is the first time that we see Ingrid Bergman in the film. Yeah. And it's better part of 30 minutes into, right. into yeah. the movie. Right. Yeah, did we miss in- anything? Ingrid no. Bergman actually was on loan from another studio, which was a big deal back in the day because contracts were right, everything yeah, to yeah. studios. Right, So yeah. they were trying to pitch this to... Um, Warner Brothers and saying we need to get Ingrid Bergman on loan. Yeah. And as they're reading the script, they're like, "Well, if she's the star, we don't see her for the first thirty minutes in the film." Yeah. So oh. it was a really hard sell. Yeah. At first to get Ingrid. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's um, really yeah. It's it's really neat. And then that to your point, this is when they flash back to France. Yeah. Where we find well, that Rick and Ilsa. Yeah. Just a few more points before we get to that, but yeah, I have a lot of questions on what you think of that. But the um, he, you know, they start, he starts playing the song, and you know, Rick storms over. He's furious. He's like, "Never play that song." And then you see them lock eyes, and like, this was probably the best acting I've ever seen. It's also Period. a lot yeah. to do with um, some of the best cinematography. Oh yeah, yeah, So yeah, yeah, the yeah, lighting yeah, yeah. and the fact it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt that yeah. Ingrid Bergman is one of the most beautiful women to ever grace this planet. Um, True. Yeah. But she yeah. was 26 at the time of the filming, and yeah. the way that they panned in on her, and it was called what was it, Big Studio, or there was a certain technique at the time that they were using for studio filming. Yeah, they use a lot of shadow. And the director yeah. was the absolute best at his craft. So definitely, um, yeah. some people actually say that this was the best film that was ever created by accident. Yeah. So there was just so many things that happened in the right way at the right time to make. Yeah. In my best. humble opinion, the best film ever. Yeah. Well, like what would be one of the things that was created by accident? Um. Well, originally it wasn't supposed to be. Uh, Ingr- uh, Humphrey Bogart and. Uh, right. It was supposed to be Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 
it was even like the director was going to be somebody else. Like there was just so many things that it was serendipity that. Um, yeah. These these things came to be. Yeah, that but the and all of it. I think just all you gotta do is just watch them. The two of them stare at each other, and you knew instantaneously. Like you didn't have to go through the flashback. You didn't have to go through all of that. You just you knew the entirety of the whole. You know, of the whole relationship immediately. And I'm like, wow, like. Yeah. Like that's good. Like, and there's more on the lighting, I think, my personal opinion. But you know, Humphrey Bogart, I think he he nailed it right then and there. But uh, we talked about her being accompanied by Victor Laszlo, and they get into what his background is. Uh, he's a renowned fugitive of the Czech Republic, uh, Czech Republic leader, Czech resistance leader, excuse me. And they need the uh, letters to escape to America and continues his work. And the German major Strasser, who has come to Casablanca to see that Laszlo fails, he's a dick. Yeah, and well, I got trivia. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, Conrad Veidt. Yeah, also played Gwynplaine in yeah. um, 1928, The Man Who Laughs. Yeah, and it was in his um, makeup that inspired the Joker. Yeah, and we've mentioned it a few times yeah, in the, I've in seen the that. series. It's a good yeah, movie. yeah, no, we definitely have to do that at some point yeah. very soon. That's uh, that's I a like very the important movie. movie. Better than the book. Yeah, that's a very very important film. Um, then we get to one of the one of the best line. You know, the if you've never seen this movie, you know this line: of all the gin joints and all the towns and all the world, she walks into mine. What'd you think of that line? Corny. <laughs> I, uh, well, I think the reason why people find it corny now is because it's been so overused. Right, yeah. Um, and yeah. I think, that here's again some of the history of Humphrey Bogart. He yeah. had played nothing but um, bad guys and real dark characters up until Casablanca. Yeah. And he's not by any uh, you know sense a saint in this movie, but right. there's this sense of vulnerability yeah. in him where you that's the line where you see him, he's, he's a man with a broken heart. So yeah. that's where you He's stop seeing <laughs> somebody who is so cold-hearted and his heart's broken, his, yeah. and you see his humanity. He's not mm. cold-hearted, though, because he's good. like, he, he obviously likes Sam. Yeah. Um, he's loyal to his friends, yeah. yeah. But this is where oh. you see him as a vulnerable person. You think he's loyal to his employees and his Absolutely. friends? Because, well, because they keep the place going. Or because he has a heart. Yeah. He's sentimental. Heart. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's okay. a sentimental, which yeah. is funny because uh, yeah. he's called sentimental several times in the movie. Yeah. Yes. To back, to, and, back to the corniness of the movie, yeah. right? A lot of times in these older movies, yeah. I can't watch them. I can't stomach them because they're so corny. Mm. Right. This movie itself only yeah. had a few tiny instances where it was so corny where you're like oh yeah that's like a, a an old movie and right. it's hokey it really wasn't as hokey as most of these movies made in this time right which, which i thought was pretty good and yeah. one of the reasons why i like to watch it because well, it's not that hokey yeah it's got its moments yeah. but you know i think yvonne the first uh yeah. the first lady that shows up that rick puts in a cab you know a one night stand or something like that her delivery is very like cliche forties. Ah. Yeah, there's yeah. a few moments. Of yeah. That. <laughs> is there like a certain uh, actress who sounds like that that has been made fun of? Because it's on the tip of my tongue. Maybe in that time they period, there was that was like the common overacting. Oh. Yeah, they always overacted like that. Well, that's why they, agree, were, they yeah. were actually taught that kind of diction and that kind of delivery. Yeah. Oh. 
oh, you can't do this to me kind of wiggly sound. Yeah, sounds like when Grandma's making a whole scene, right? Yeah. <laughs> you think she learned it from yeah. wow. oh. Grandma tantrum voice. <laughs> That's the first thought I had. Um, so we have the... We had this set up, and we have um, he makes um, makes Sam play the stuff, and this is one of those that I found really interesting. He says, "Play it, play it for me." One of the biggest catchphrases when you think of this movie is "Play it again, Sam." And it's not true. It's never played. That's right. It's never said at all. Similar, but yeah. cigar. It's never said. Like, that. that is one of those that's just there. But it's in that point where he says, Sam, play it. Sam, play it for me. Play it. You know, I don't remember it, boss. And I think one of those, like, where Sam is trying to get him to be normal. And, you know, trying to get here. I think that was a touching point. Like, we'll get drunk. We'll go fishing. We'll drive around all night. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a true friend trying to get a heat because he knew... He yeah. witnessed. He was the only one that saw that Rick and Elsa were totally in love in Paris. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And to get onto the Paris scene, um, they have the flashback, and then when you start to see their relationship, it's the day the Germans invaded, which they talked about at the dinner table in front of the Germans. Um, how long do you think this romance was? Um, do you know that? I think it was um, yeah. at least... It's a six month to a year, in my opinion, because Victor was um, supposedly he was taken to a concentration camp, and Ilsa got word that he was murdered. Yeah, um, which quite often what that they happens, would you yeah. know they would tell them that somebody was murdered in order to squash the resistance. And Rick was actually proposing to Ilsa the day that the Germans invaded, and that's the, also the day she found out that her husband Victor Laszlo. Was, was still alive. alive. Yeah. So yeah. she was torn between a man that she was madly in love with for his passion and his beliefs, and another man that she was. She just, was married to, and yeah. No, no, she was she was married to Victor and in love with him because of his beliefs. And oh, his, oh, oh, okay. His, you know, right. his, I was. Yeah, and she was, was in love with Rick just because that was her heart. Yeah. So which does it? There's another point I'm going to bring up. I'm going to bring that up later with what you just said, but we have. Um, the one line that keeps getting repeated, here's looking at you, kid. Mm-hmm. Again, corny. <laughs> <laughs> corny indeed, but what do you think? I cannot separate that line without thinking of Papa. Because he, I knew you were going to say that. He always, um, I knew. He always said that. Yeah. So, yeah. obviously, I heard that from my grandfather's lips long before I heard it from Rick's. Yeah, as cheesy as Bogart. So, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I just can't. I yeah. cannot give a neutral response I, I, to yeah. that. Yeah, the first time I heard it, I'm like, oh, okay, I can, yep. I can see, but um, they. The first time I've heard it yeah. was parodies. Yeah, yeah. All this stuff was yeah. parodies. <laughs> I couldn't. It's not like watching a movie fresh yeah. without any kind of. Yeah. Well, true. it's a good point, Alec, because yeah. I think that um, it's hard for us. To watch a movie that is a classic, yeah. when we weren't there to see it when it opened, mm. so that's why we do the show. Yeah, well, so, yeah. so Grandma got to see it yeah. and it's timely, yeah. and you know, we're looking at it with a whole bunch of history yeah. and parody. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I, I yeah. don't know what my opinion. I don't have a true opinion of this movie. Um, I read about it, how good it was structured and stuff when you know studying about how to write. So yeah. I just kind of think of that. 
Yeah, I think the movie's fantastic. The best thing is, it wasn't structured. It was, yeah. it was all That's almost ironic. improv. Mm-hmm. It was put together minute by minute as, yeah. they, as they were actually making the film. So, but I um, really didn't know that. Cool. That's actually a really yeah. good point. It drove to make. the actors yeah. crazy, and yeah. that's when they, in hindsight, yeah. that's what builds such great tension in the yeah. film because the characters, Rick and Ilsa, had no idea if they were going to end up together or not. Right, yeah. Or Just like Victor, you wouldn't know life if that was happening. Right? Yeah, yeah, they really yeah. didn't. They did not finish yeah. that movie until the last day of uh, filming. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yep. I mean, so like... Well, rest assured, it's well-structured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Just as the accident. Now... Back in the, you know, you see the scene where the Germans are starting to invade. It's going to be two days. It's going to be three days. It's going to be a little, lo- you know, it's going to be very close. The the tanks are re- are shouting out their bullhorns in German, and they're starting to make plans. So they want to get away. Okay, well, let's take the train. Let's get out of here. And as you said, she finds out that um, he's, you know, he's alive. Um, Interesting and, to note, they didn't talk about each other, their personal lives too much during yeah. the romance. I don't know if it was the whole thing. And they that, said no what, questions, yeah. and I think that's because no yeah. one knew that Ilsa was married to Victor. They kept it, yeah, kept yeah. it a secret. We later mm. understand why, yeah. but it seems like right. a weird thought for how do we build a romance on that. Yeah. It reminds me of a Carol Burnett sketch where the yeah. two people who were like, no, no, let's just talk in this bar without any... Thing and they turned out to—I don't know if they turned out to be married or cousins or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I vaguely recall. Yeah, and um, so Elsa, you know, um, Elsa like you know figures out that her husband's alive. They take off, and then he, uh, she has to leave a, a note. Which the fact that they didn't know too much about each other is what question you know what caused a lot of questions for me. Well, you know, why? how do they know each other? You know, how are they so in love that they don't know too much about each other? Is it just lust? Yeah, that that's kind of where I was looking. Like, I was just, uh, it just you know, we never, we don't... I could imagine living in Europe at that time. What, mm-hmm. it, might, what it might have been like, you know, where there might have been one of those, you know, marriages or might have been something where... We could die you know, at any moment. Like, yeah. Isn't that what hippies were kind of going through? Yeah, yeah. It's we could along get the, killed by any moment by... Yeah. You could get drafted at every, any yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah, along that same line that, you know, I could imagine, you know, we live in this country where we haven't had war on our shores well, at well, all. Well, we actually have. Um, well, yeah, yeah, but... Yeah. Well, <laughs> history of yeah, but interesting it, to but know not as not as heavy as Europe but yeah, yeah. not it, our country wasn't level but oh. you know our biggest city was um, True. interesting to note during yeah. World War II piece of family history yeah. so grandma's two brothers both fought in World War II right yeah and they both met up in Paris yeah for one day and they were in different companies they met up they had lunch they hung out together and went back their merry way it turned out that that was the day that their mother died, and they didn't find out for wow. weeks later. Oh. Holy shit, I didn't that, knew that. Yeah, it, weeks wow. later they found out through their the, the pastor, whoever it is in the company, that they got word. They happened cool. to be in Paris yeah. on the same day and together spending time on the day their mom died. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that, wow I didn't know that so, at all. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what that... Um, that like you said that moment of anything could happen it's yeah you're so you know life is precious that probably built that romance quicker for rick and ilsa yeah. because you really didn't know when the germans were going to come in and level 
yeah. your yeah. city, and everyone was fleeing because half of Europe had been it was gone. tattered. Exactly. Yeah, it was gone. So yeah. I think that's but, those kind yeah. of those fleeting moments may be more because there was a uh, a sense of. Um, yeah. I think mortality. Yeah. I think it is also since we've seen that kind of quick romance trope in movies. I think it's something that even if it nags you a little, you could put it aside for suspension of disbelief because mm-hmm. it was a lot slower than say uh, the Princess and the Frog. I mean, yeah. That was a good yeah, movie. That was, yeah. that was all one night. Yeah. I'm a frog. You're a frog. Let's, Let's get, get married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, I think we can give movies a pass since they have times, a yeah. short. Yeah, at times it's true, but to your point, with what one of the scenes I loved about this is where she has to give the letter to Rick, and he's ready to take off in the train, and you see the letter beautifully written, but it's the ink is bleeding. It's almost like you could yeah, because of the rain, and you could see like you can almost see Elsa's face like her torn apart that she's so torn up having to write this letter that even the letter's crying the mm-hmm. sky's crying yeah like that that I'm like whoa like this is one point I noted I wanted to pick up but that that was one of those that um yeah who uh, who is the director of this movie Hal Wallace okay yeah yeah I need to see more of his films I, if he does something like this I need to see it um, so they come back to the present day Casablanca, and um, then they see the second time where Ilsa and Rick are back together. And they're, Has they're gotten shot yet? Ugarty not yet. Close. Is, it's yeah. close. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, she describes. Oh, I. Um, you know, story how I knew I loved him. And it's like, well, you know, good. Tell me the story. That's fine, but. You still broke my heart. And I think that here again, though, when you when they flash back, yeah, and yeah, Rick is he basically calls her a whore. Yeah, <laughs> he's true. like he says to yeah, her, yeah, "Are you the yeah. kind that doesn't kiss and tell?" Right. And yeah. the look hey, on her hey. face was yeah. like again to the acting. Yeah. But I yeah. that was one thing that I was struck by. Here's a man who was totally desperately in love yeah. with this woman and so hurt. Yeah. That he calls her that, like yeah. you know, that was and, yeah. And the lighting and the whole the whole scene, you know, mm-hmm. where you could tell the lights are out in here, but it's difficult for a black and white movie, and especially where we've done a lot of silent films, and especially the old silent films where they would show it's night and they would turn. Actually, I think that's what makes this yeah. film special because yeah. it is black and white. I and agree. We're able to do a lot of things with the shadowing yeah. and the light. Yeah, I was just going yeah, to that point. The yeah, field of view where yeah. everything's blurry in the yeah. background. It just just gives it a different feel. And yeah, but well, yeah, a lot of a lot of them yeah, don't do. Color. Yeah, even color, yeah, a lot of them don't do that because the the old silent films where they say it was nighttime, they would tint the film blue. Yeah. And you know, or, or really early in the day, they would tint it orange. Or in for, like a candlelit room or something. Yeah. Well, it, some movies were like that. Some yeah. don't. But this just it, there's a lot of it. It's very very beautiful and it, that whole scene. It just it took me a moment. Like whoa, okay. I, it's one of those I gotta watch again and again and again and again. Artist yeah. tip. Oh, go ahead. oh sorry. That's oh, okay. Artist tip: You should make sure you get good values in your art in in black and white before you start adding color. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I'd have to say about this film is, even yeah. though it was done in black and white, it was 
and for an old yeah, film, most, of the, forward, Joe, most of the films in that, in that time were done on a soundstage, which mm-hmm. that one was. And they have this, this like, fakeness about them. Right. In Casablanca, it was still done on a soundstage back in that day, but it, yeah. it, 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 it wasn't as tinny as a lot of the films right. were in that yeah. day. It was believable. It was believable. The car scene. That- yeah, some of them yeah. were still hokey, but yeah. for, for a yeah. movie being made or produced in that in that day and age yeah. they did a really good job of making yeah. it believable and making you forget that yeah. it was actually done on a sound stage yeah. that that well, wasn't done on yeah the there's a couple where you watch this in high def right now and like you can look at it really? and go yeah, you could look at it and say, "Oh, look, the green screen looks lovely tonight." Wait, it's not green. Yeah. Uh, you the know. gray screen. Yeah. Another trivia point. Okay. So I don't want to jump ahead too far to the ending, but in the uh, final scene where they have the airplane where they're getting ready to oh, leave, yeah. they actually hired um, dwarf actors because that's the only way they could get it to scale. So yeah, to like get the airplane, airplane yeah. in the sound stage and to make it look realistic, they hired. Um, Actors who were like you know three four Critically feet tall. Challenged, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the only. That's that's the yeah. detail that they went to to make wow. sure. Oh, and the other thing about extras. Yeah. Important to note the wow. reason some of the believability is so real when you look at the extras who are talking about the scene when they're talking uh, when they're singing Vive la France. Yeah. Um, a lot of the actors were Hungarian and yeah. refugees from. Um, Europe that yeah. was fleeing World War Two. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Where was this huh. filmed? It was filmed in Hollywood. Oh. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, so, in the next part, we get to. We're good. Yeah. Sorry, just volume check. Yeah, we're good. The uh, yeah, you guys just make sure you're just leaning forward when you do, so that way the volumes Behind are good. Behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> the um. Uh, where we, okay, in the German police office, you know, uh, Strauser and Laszlo are talking about visas. Laszlo won't, uh, won't give up the names of any of the leaders in any of their countries. Why couldn't uh, Strauser be- just arrest his ass? Were yeah. they independent of, uh... Because they were still in free French. Right. Oh, Free okay. France. Uh, yeah. Unoccupied France. Yeah. Quote, unquote. So, yeah, there was no real, uh, yeah. Well, Although yeah. the Germans really didn't care. Yeah, yeah. They just hadn't had the, um... They didn't have the the, pa- the horsepower. Yep. Yeah. They didn't have enough troops to take it over. They should have sent Colonel Clinkin. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But the um, so Laszlo won't give up the names because he's been in a German camp. And one of the great lines is like, "Oh, you'll have the honor of serving the Reich, like the Third Reich." He's like, "Well, I spent a year in a German concentration camp." That's fine, you know, and one of the cynical lines here is there. Here's where you learn Ugarte's been shot, the guy who had the transit papers in the first place. And um, it was, I, I kind of had to snicker a little bit, but it said, you know, well, you know, you'll have a one sided conversation yes. because he died. Is We haven't decided yet whether he was shot trying to escape or it was a suicide. Yeah, I didn't quite get that. Why are they covering it up? That's everything they did in yeah. <laughs> in uh, Casablanca. I yeah. mean, if he was evading the authorities, I'm sure they had the right. Well, to if you d- notice yeah. one of the lines where at the end yeah. where they uh, where Rick shot the, uh, well, the German, yeah, we're, we're he, they, he goes, yeah. we'll round up the usual suspects. Yeah, so it's that's the way they did business in yeah. Casablanca. I think this is a good point to note that the writing was so amazing in yeah. this movie and, and the banter fun. that they yeah, had back fun. and forth. There's actually a. Um, yeah. They even have a risque moment of dialogue when Rick actually is introduced to that young um, Bulgarian who is asking if 
um, oh, her the, husband, the captain is yeah. uh, worthy because he's basically saying, yeah. you know, if she sleeps with him, he'll give her letters of transit. Yeah. And he said, you know, how did you get in here? You're un-, Rick says to her, how did you get in here? You're underage. And she's like, oh, um, I'm here with uh, Renault. Captain Renault. And he's like, oh, I figured. And she's like, well, I'm here with my husband, too. And he says, oh, Captain Renault's getting open-minded in his old <laughs> yeah. And there's the, kind of that sexual innuendo there. I didn't even think about that. Now that you just 1942 said it. is like, That's wow. That's 1942. They couldn't <laughs> yeah. even kiss on stage, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I love Lucy. They were still in twin beds, separated. Yeah. You know? yeah it's like, they couldn't even films, show a toilet. They, no. Silent films had, like, kissing and stuff. Yeah. Um, if you notice in sort this of, film, yeah. they, yeah. they only kiss a couple times. The rest of the kissing stuff, it's always on the cheek. Yeah. It's very rarely on the mouth. Maybe That's once true. on the mouth, the whole the whole. Well, film. it's a good yeah. point that you bring up because yeah. Rick and Ilsa kiss on the lips, but every time Victor kisses her, it's always on the cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also noticed one thing. I just while I was just thinking about it, um, Rick um, is wearing a white suit almost this entire time in present day, but he's wearing a black suit in Paris. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I just, it's just something I just. Yeah, there I might just, be something with it. To yeah, keep himself just, pure of, yeah, uh, just, I don't know, non neutralness. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something that just seemed really weird. So when Laszlo makes inquiries, Ferrari, who, um, again, that's the one who uh, owns the Blue Parrot. Not the kid who can transform <laughs> into a car. As <laughs> um, major underworld figure, um, he divulges his suspicion that Ricks has the letters, and Rick privately or refuses to sell these papers to anybody um, and even says here like oh I'll give you um, well telling Laszlo oh good ask your wife why I won't sell them not giving the uh, the detail of the relationship you could make it a million francs in three I still yeah. won't sell you those letters of yeah transit. yeah no, I won't do it. I just won't do it. That that, that was that was interesting. Uh, um, That's impressive. Yeah, that yeah. he's not even swayed by that. Yeah, money. yeah, yeah. He's got a really high amount of principle, really. Or grudge. Yeah, yeah. I think it's grudge at this point. I think he really? wants. I think well, yeah. he believes in the whole, um, you yeah. know, fight, yeah. and he's not going to stick his neck out for anybody. So I think at this point he's going to save those letters of transit for him and Elsa. Yeah. And screw Victor Laszlo. I thought he was yeah. just going to save, keep them from everybody. Be like, yeah. screw you guys. Yeah. I think as the, as the movie goes on, Rick is yeah, more he does likely deter. to stick his neck yeah. out. Yeah. Then he, then he admits. Well, yeah. As time goes as on. Time goes as on. time goes by, yeah. <laughs> if, if Rick it all just came together. I thought Rick couldn't go back to America. So what good are the papers? Well, he can go anywhere. Yeah. So uh, those letters of transit get him out of Casablanca. Yeah. Well, it's really the big deal. I so good, I think go it was a good choice in the game Grim Fandango. I think the middle level is basically Casablanca, and since Grim Fandango oh, wow. is like yeah. in a purgatory world, I think it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. That wow. I, I mean, actually I, totally forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I played it before I ever saw Casablanca. But yeah. But now, now yeah. I'm thinking purgatory. Casablanca's <laughs> basically purgatory. Pretty much, yeah. Waiting place until you can so, get out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're interrupted when Strasser leads, um, he leads a group of officers and singing Die Watt, um, Die Watch ein Rhein. German stuff. Uh, yeah, and uh, Laszlo orders the house band to play uh, La Marseille. And, uh, La Marseille. La Marseille, sorry. <laughs> the, the French <laughs> yeah. theme 
song. And it's this very is national a anthem. yeah, this is a really good like. You still see some resistance. The first time I saw this movie, I didn't think it was. I, I didn't really know what was going on, and Why I played that a battle of the bands. yeah. But I played it back again, and I'm like, wow, like this is. It's more powerful when you see it. It's amazing. It's, it it yeah. shows you where unoccupied France, which yeah. was French Morocco, right? They yeah. were supposedly, and you've got, um, you know, it's supposedly neutral, but the Germans are coming in, and it's inevitable where they're going to take over. Yeah. And you've still got all these French, uh, free French, who believe in their country. Yeah. And when the, if you look at some of the faces when they start playing the German anthem. Yeah. Where people get very downtrodden, and then Laszlo comes in, yeah. and he, you see where he is the revolution and why people follow right. him. Right, yeah. And that's another point where you see Ilsa yeah. looking at Laszlo lovingly, like, because it's his purpose. Yeah, that's his for yeah. But she looks yeah. at Rick when she's just madly in love. Right. So, when she gets a little twinkle in her pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Twinkle in the oh, pants. Ingrid that, Berman that's... is rolling in her grave. Yeah. Even for <laughs> the old chip. I'd, I'd do that. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. would kick her out. Yeah. thinking of gross corpses. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's a beautiful lady, yeah. <laughs> Damn it, that's so, something I was going to say... But now my brain's blanking out. Oh, I think it was ironic, though, that, oh, yes, what about the freedom for the French people? But wasn't that a colony or something? So, hey, where's the Moroccans with their theme song? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah that's a good up. point. Yeah. One of the cool things I noticed about that scene was yeah. was uh, when Laszlo went to the band to try to to try to try override the Germans from singing their anthem. Yeah. He looked. The band, the band members looked at Rick first for a bit. Yeah. yeah. And Rick yeah. gave him the nod. Yeah. It wasn't going to happen if Rick yeah. gave the nod. So right, Rick, yeah. That's when, that's right, when yeah. Rick's trying True. starting to, his heart starting to change. Yeah. yeah. And the musicality alone in that scene is beautiful. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so the Germans get all mad and they're yeah. like, close it down. Yeah. Yeah, close it. Yeah, close it. I don't have a reason to. Find yeah, find some way to close this. And, My favorite line yeah. is coming up. Yep. Yeah, close. Yeah, close. The, yeah, I, I think I know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> close this way. I am shocked to find gambling here. Yeah. Here's your winnings. Here's your sir. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. Again, it's another great example of the writing in this film. Yeah. It's just so witty and quick. Yeah, it was quick witted. Yeah. yeah, it's it one of those that you have yeah. to watch the movie several times to. To catch all the I would agree. nuggets. Yeah, I would know? agree. Yeah, nuggets? like even there, yeah, this is the Casa Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, Casa Nuggets. That could be a new promotion, you know, along with some Szechuan sauce. <laughs> Get some Ricks in here. Council of Ricks. Casa. <laughs> God, that's great. Do, do you think Rick Sanchez has a heart? If, if the second Casablanca made him wear, he already wears white. Oh, that's good. Seen. Okay. So, Ilsa confronts Rick in the desert cafe, which I assume was the living area that um, that he was basically the area, or maybe his office. Uh, he refuses to give her the letter. She threatens him with a gun, but then confesses that she still loves him. She explains that when they met, she fell in love in Paris in 1940. Okay, which that's probably uh, where the time came. Uh, she believed that her husband had been killed in escaping the concentration camp. While prepared to flee, Rick, and from an eminent fall of the city of the army, she learned that Laszlo was still alive and in hiding. So she left Rick, basically explaining the whole flashback, her side of it. 
in but order to nurse. Very, yeah, she has a very good excuse for not telling him. Yeah. Well, yeah. At that point, you know, if if the you know basically she explains she that. Was yeah. Well, she explains that if they knew about the marriage, then. They would you have know, taken her. Yeah, too. they would have taken her, and it wouldn't have been great. That's you know. why they didn't talk. She was yeah. like, "Let's not talk about the past." Yeah, because it's to protect her and yeah. anyone else. And pretty much protect him too, don't you think? Yep. Yeah, because yeah, it goes yeah. out against him. They, yeah, they yeah. can take her and, and Well, yeah, even with the um, uh, was uh, the uh, the other the other side of famous story from World War Two, the Anne Frank Diaries. Mm-hmm. You know, here with the um, the people who. The parrot's doing yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know what because I can't see. Yeah. Here. No, Clyde just oh. just floppy. Clyde's he's, dog has flopped and he's on his bed thing and he's cute. Yeah, he is cute. At the um, oh, yeah, well, pounds of him. well, <laughs> he's and, a yeah. big giant Rottweiler and he's such a cutie. <laughs> yeah, and the Ed Frank were the people who were ha- who were um, who were housing them. I mean, they were all thrown in concentration camps too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, these are stories everybody knew. So, I mean, it's something, yeah, let's keep everybody out of it who doesn't need to know. Again, it so, speaks to the timeliness of the film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. So, the bitterness dissolves. He agrees to help her, uh, letting her believe that she'll stay with him when Lazlo leaves. Well, here's the thing, too. They also allude to the fact that they spend the night together. But right. they never show it. So, it's yeah. left to you. And this is where I think a true sexy film comes in yeah. you don't have to show anything right to make you believe how in love they are yeah. or and it, i kind of like that did they didn't they yeah you know yeah and i picked that up too i'm like oh wait did they just eh, okay <laughs> like it just in my mind hell yeah he made the shit out of her. In, in my wife's mind maybe not so her much her hair was too yeah. perfect yeah <laughs> <laughs> nothing happened it was the 40s you know <laughs> You could use people's hair as a sex barometer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, hi, how are you? Ah? <laughs> I'm just lazy this morning. Not lucky, damn it. Hey, this wasn't something about Mary where he had the hair gel, you know? Uh, <laughs> uh, Josh and Dan, you're going to love that part. Uh, yeah. The hair gel semen, is that the joke? I yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was a great movie. Uh, so let's see. When Laszlo won't expect shows up they narrowly escaped a police raid on a resistance meeting uh rick has the waiter carl uh, basically get her away get her home sasha and carl were part of the resistance yeah mm-hmm. so carl comes to rick and tells him what happened yeah. to the meeting and i believe yeah. they were also um escapees from europe yeah oh yeah yeah the actors no yeah. the actors themselves. oh 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 yeah there's like oh we're going there at one point before all that he's like oh we're going to this thing and he's like we're going to a meeting it's like oh don't tell me where you're going and just i think it had a big understanding yeah yeah he didn't want it so uh where were we so he takes her to safety and uh laszlo aware of rick's love for ilsa tries to persuade him to use the letters to get her out of there um, but the police arrest Laszlo on a minor trumped-up charge, which, you know, is, uh, we'll discuss that with you later when we get to the office. Like, like the, the soldiers don't even know. Uh, Rick persuades Renault to release him by promising that he'll set him up as much more serious charge, the possession of the letters. So, to ally, uh, ally Renault's suspicion, Rick explains that he and Ilsa will be leaving, Il- Ilsa will be leaving for America. 
What did you guys think of this point where they start to, like, did you know he had the gun, or did you, did you see it as a, do you see this as a big twist, like, like he's turning on his friend there? Going back to the first time I ever saw it, I honest to God thought that Rick and Ilsa were going to run away together. Yeah. And I was kind of left, like, at that point in the movie, I'm like, well, that's kind of shitty, because I was really starting to think that Rick had, like, these, you know huge moral values but then again how was he running away with somebody else's wife but right. she was just as willing to run yeah and then i'm like all right but there's this huge war going on so i was really torn yeah and then to find out that even the actors at this point didn't know how the movie was gonna end <laughs> yeah oh, i yeah. was like wow yeah, yeah. you know yeah. I'm, I'm even the actually. writers weren't sure the producer yeah. wasn't sure yeah. the director didn't know <laughs> who the hell was writing it then well they had changes every day they were writing it up until the very last moment who was wow. making them change it every day the producer the director the studio um oh how, yeah, the, the actors yeah because wow. they were just like it did, it wasn't working the endings that they were proposing oh. didn't oh. work and the actors were like and the producer knew it and the director knew it and it just yeah. wasn't wasn't coming out right, so they. Why didn't they approve a script before? They were script rewrites uh, constantly. Yeah. yeah, and the um, so um, yeah, at that point they. Uh, Ronald tries to arrest Laszlo. Rick has him at gunpoint. At the last moment, he makes. Uh, they're at the final scene, and Ronald tips off uh, Major Strasser. Um, which actually was kind of an ingenious way. Pretends to call the airport, and um, at that point, you know, there we're at the final big famous scene here. Um, or I just lost my note. Yeah, Rick uh, makes him makes Elsa board the plane to Lisbon with her husband, and tells her that she's going to regret it if she stayed. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But for the rest soon, of and for the rest of your life. We'll always have Paris. The problem with three people doesn't amount to a hill of beans in this world. Crazy yeah. world. It's yeah. basically a stream of cliches <laughs> from from our <laughs> yeah. standpoint. Now, right? yeah, yeah. But what you just said earlier, like where you say, here's looking at you, kid, and you can't help but think of Papa. Mm-hmm. That string of line, I couldn't help but hear him. Like where I heard that, I'm like, oh, wow. Like yeah, where I- he would say something like that to somebody, like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that that's the part where you see Rick really is again, yeah. always playing on the underdog side, you know, for the greater good, and yeah. um, he and Renault are going to fight the good fight while Laszlo and Ilsa yeah. will fight it on another front. Yeah, right. what made Renault change his mind when he was the one who tipped off the Germans? Well, it's funny when you see the final yeah. scene where he's he, playing both sides to stay out of trouble. Yeah, he'll play. Oh. He plays. He was so neutral. He was Switzerland at that point. But he was like, whatever side was going to win, he was going to go with. To keep, he was all about self preservation. But in mm. the end, yeah, I actually had that question for you. So he, yeah. um, you yeah. see him go to grab some water, and it says Vichy water. Yeah, and he, he like trashes it, and he throws it out, and he's like, you know what? No, and it. You see at that point where he picks a side. Yeah. As well, and he's French, and he's gonna go fight for France. So yeah. It's just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. He becomes yeah. a patriot. Yeah, that's it's pretty interesting. So Strauser's tipped off, you know, drives up alone. Rick shoots him when he tries to intervene. And, you know, as you said, round up the usual suspects. And then he yeah. suggests to Rick there's a free French in Brazil, uh, Brazzaville. Uh, maybe you should go ahead and join that in the big famous ending line. 
Louie, I think this is the start of the beginning of a beautiful friendship. They actually, um, yeah. a bit of trivia. Okay. The movie was already written, and uh, Ilsa takes off with Laszlo on the plane, and they still felt like the movie wasn't finished, yeah. so they brought back Bogart and... Um, yeah. I can't think of his name right now, but they brought him back to film that very last line. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So, let's... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. The old-timey movies and getting shot. It's yeah. hilarious. Like yeah. the, oh, yeah, they, they don't die graceful. Yeah. They don't die graceful. Even sure. there, there was a guy at the very in the beginning Ugarte. scenes. Yeah, well, not no, not him. There's another guy where he the found guy that the German. The, uh, yeah, steals the yeah. From. But he does here. He gets shot. There's no blood. No, it's just there's, like, there's oh, nothing. Back, it's yeah. No. <laughs> you, know, you see it like we did Monty Python Life of Brian you know, the you know, last week, and you know, yeah, the, uh, you know I'm gonna go into cardiac arrest. <laughs> and the one guy just fell over. It just all of a sudden, it's like he suddenly had a heart attack right there. Like, you know, like, and that's Casablanca 1942, one of the greatest movies of all time. And points of interest, I just want to, like, you've given so much beautiful trivia. Lid. Thank you. But You're welcome. Scintillating. What would, uh, what would, the, movie, would the movie have changed if it was I think it would have taken away the complete and total patriotic storyline. Yeah. I think it would have made it a romance movie as opposed to the total package of a patriotic movie with a romance intertwined. So something everybody can relate to. Yeah, I think it would have yeah. it would have completely changed the dynamic of the film. Yeah. So what drew you in? What what uh, this question I've always wanted to ask you. What is, what is it about it that why is this your favorite film? Um yeah. It's part nostalgic because Grandma taught yeah. you know showed me this movie for the first time. Yeah. Um, she just likes old movies. I love old. I've always loved old movies. Um, this is the only one I can stomach. To be honest <laughs> with you. Which is why I love this. Which is why we do the show. I love them too. It's um, yeah. so part of it is the nostalgia. Uh, the other part of it is the patriotic um, underdog theme, where people fight for what they believe in. And um, even though it's hard, it, it, it's awful. It's difficult, and these people are like it's a tragedy what happened, and people still triumph. So I think it's that triumph over tragedy that really calls to me. And then it's Bogey and Bergman. I mean, how do you? It's not Bogey and Bacall, but it's Bogey and Bergman, and it's the the, yeah. the cinematography, the writing, the, the the lighting, the everything about this movie is just perfect. Yeah, every oh god! I mean, it's the way that it's shot for me is amazing. Except for ooh, the, my back, I got shot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean that, that that I don't think they could help. The quick way so, for a movie of its time is, yeah. what, is what really kept me interested yeah. in it. You know, it was it was somewhat funny. Uh, it wasn't overly hokey. Yeah. It was just a pretty. It was just a good film for that day. And, so, I, and I hate to admit that. And she's probably going to hold that to me forever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, always, I always give her a hard time when it comes to the old movies. But yeah. honestly, this really is a good. Well, movie. I mean, that's why we do the show. Every uh, we yeah. want to celebrate things like this. I got into it because uh to study right as an example yeah. of writing and how the overall story and the character's personal story are you know together yeah mm -hmm. and yeah maybe too i mean i i was curious about it myself but it really my grandparents i mean they they were the personification of old hollywood 
Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's really in are. its own right. I mean, hell, like they're a living it. <laughs> they, they're living those two. I mean, eventually, um, what we will have, if I can convince our grandmother to come on the show at some point, I don't know if it will happen or if I have to record something in her house and just good lord, and then do it. Yeah, it, I, it's still a far fetch. I'm hoping, but at least we get something about old Hollywood. But it's just. For 91 years old, I mean, the woman has so much upbeat knowledge about about movies that, you know, or, oh, do you know this one scene? I Still to this day, it still gets me. The cupcakes. Yeah, oh, yeah. The birthday cupcakes. You can get pictures printed on on the front of cupcakes. That's what we did for her 90th birthday. We had yes. the Casablanca yeah. and Gone with the Wind yeah. cupcakes. Yeah. So, so you could just make jokes like, oh, Clark Gable, I want you inside me. I'll eat your head <laughs> off. <laughs> All right, we're talking about a 92-year-old woman now, okay? I don't want to hear what? about that. <laughs> you were the one that made that joke, dude. <laughs> I thought oh, I made no. that joke. Oh, both of us, or both of you, I think, did. Parallel right. joke oh. development. Yeah. Alright, so roundabout here, I think we're going to play a little bit. I think, uh, Charlie, you got uh, Knock on Wood lined up, right? No. Oh. Wood. The, oh, okay, that's just a still shot. So, we'll let this play as we go on. Um, as always, folks, you can find us on um, social media, MT Time Machine. The letters yeah. M-N-T. Yeah. Uh, movie Theater Time Machine at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Movie Theater Time Machine. Um, everywhere. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, we're ending line always. Be good. Take care of yourselves. But don't be too good. And we'll let this play for a bit. Bye.